Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Brett Barron's here in our podcast studios. Marley Weirda in Iowa City, Iowa tonight as Illinois goes on the road and gets its second Big Ten road win to start 2-0, beating Iowa 87-83. Marley, that has not happened since 2003-2014 season that Illinois can say it starts a season 2-0 in Big Ten play. And this one, I can sum up just as being a roller coaster. What was it like being courtside tonight as you saw so many swings and runs from both teams? And it ends with a positive side for Illinois. Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. It was Iowa taking the momentum, Illinois taking back the momentum, and this back-and-forth battle that Illinois was able to hang on to um, in the end, you know, after blowing a 15 point lead and then some um but i i think it was good to see this team get back to what they have been preaching the season before and this season is that they are a tough big 10 road team um didn't really show that i don't think in the hall of fame classic so for them to come in here um beat iowa um a team that had previously not lost uh at cover hawkeye arena until today I think says a lot and it was a cool arena. We were just talking about it before we jumped on the pod, but um, got pretty loud in there. Um, and it, it was probably the the toughest environment I've seen Illinois play in so far this season. I was only really at the Marquette game, but I think this one was really just at another level as far as just a tough environment for them to be able to win in. And that's the big 10 and you're going to face that night in and night out on the road by and large is especially with a program like Iowa that's been so good the past five or six seasons and really dating back past that. But it's really remarkable when you look at these runs and these stretches and, and just some numbers that stick out to me out of this game that Illinois, you know, starts the game up twenty to ten and then gives up a twenty one to two run and then comes back with a seventeen to four run there to end the half or seventeen to five and and, you know, they're still up at half, which if you would have told me that after Illinois you know, gives up uh, 14 straight points there. It's like, whoa, wait, they're going to still lead at half. I thought that was pretty remarkable and, and said a lot about them yeah. and their resiliency to come back. Um, <laughs> did the crowd play a large part into that in, in those runs? And, and what did you make of Illinois being able to fight back at half? And, and what did it mean for them to have that lead at half? Even Kofi, just three points at halftime. Yeah, I was going to say, I almost didn't even realize Kofi was in the game because he was so non-eventful. Like it just ended up, you know, he scores maybe his first field goal of the first half or the second half, excuse me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, there he is doing something. Um, obviously, you know, he was doing a lot of rebounding. But um, the crowd, yes, definitely played a role in those momentum swings. I mean, you could tell after, um, you know, Iowa got a couple of big and ones, you know, they're forcing turnovers, um, making these, you know, coast to coast plays. Um, you know, things that really fire up and get the crowd going. Um, you can tell that it really put the pressure on Illinois to kind of end this this shooting drought. And, and it's I can't imagine how, how tough it, it must be to, you know, try and, and make a basket after you've gone, you know, three plus minutes without a field goal when the entire arena is on their feet standing up and, and screaming at you. So um, for them to close out the half the way they did, I think um, – says a lot about them and, and how they were able to, to swing the momentum back their way. Cause I think once they kind of built that, that um, first half lead at the end, heading into halftime, I think, you know, they were able to, to sustain 
the lead for most of the second quarter with the exception of, you know, a little bit of a back and forth early in that in that second half. By all measures, Marley, Illinois should have lost this game for no more in the sense that they were minus 14 in the turnover category. I mean, yeah. if you're going to go on the road and, and be minus 14 in turnovers, I'm not predicting you to win that game. And then when you take a little deeper dive here into what it is, the bench points 43-21 to 21 in Iowa's favor. Uh, Illinois does get the second chance points at 24-11, to 11, and I thought the offensive rebounding there was a big reason for that is they had a 19-9 advantage in the offensive rebound. So give a credit to Illinois for that. But 26-8 to eight off turnover points for Iowa. And 42-26, Iowa dominated the paint points. So all of those things add up. And I would have told you there's no way Illinois wins that game. And yet here we are talking about them. (laughs) It doesn't. like It doesn't make any sense how they were able to do all of that and still walk out of there with a win. But the free throws for me are the big equalizer in that. (laughs) Illinois goes 24 for 28 uh, from the stripe. And late free throws at that. The biggest difference in my eyes of the game. Iowa 13 for 19 from the line. And Alfonso Plummer just simply can't miss. He's still perfect from the line this year. (laughs) Yeah, that that is absolutely incredible. And a couple of, um, you know, three-pointers in this one. He's been hot all season um, from the three-point line. Well, not all season, but, you know, for the most recent games that Illinois has been in. But, um, yeah, I mean, and and that was big time for him. I think he is emerging as um, one of the leaders here on this this Illinois team and being able to – to play um, well down the stretch and and when it matters. And that kind of composure and that kind of grit, um, I think, only comes with being, you know, a, a veteran, experienced player. And you kind of saw the same thing from Jacob Grandison today. I mean, I just could visibly notice that he was calm. He was cool as a cucumber. Brad Underwood called it his, his California coolness or something like that, that he was just completely, yeah. I mean, relaxed at all moments of the games, which I think is rare. But if you have somebody um, on your team that is like that, that is kind of that, that equalizer um, that can, you know, kind of calm the waters when, when things get crazy. Um, it, he's a good kind of person that you, you want to have on your team. Yeah. The California cool is what he said. That was a pretty good indication of how Jacob Grandison plays it. And, you know, he said afterwards that he just doesn't want the opponents knowing what he's thinking, and, and he just goes out there and does his thing and uh, had a really big performance tonight, tying a game-high 21 points uh, along there with Alfonso Plummer. And, and give credit to Plummer, man, because at the beginning of the season, Marla, like he was not all there. I mean, the, he just right. he didn't have his shot, and he has completely turned this around. Now the fifth straight game with 20 or more points has never done that, he said, at the high major level at Utah. He comes to Illinois, shooting the free throws, shooting the cover off the ball the last few weeks. We need to check, man. This guy's on a, a heat check of all heat checks. You know, a, a <laughs> career heater, in a sense, here for what Illinois uh, needs. And especially with Andre Curbelo still out, you know, he was in sweatpants today. I saw him in the pregame show, Marley, behind you. It looks like he was taking a few shots, but he was clearly out today. Uh, it did mm-hmm. look like he was the biggest cheerleader, though, on the bench. Yeah, he was the biggest cheerleader and he was he was very involved for not, you know, playing in the game. I mean, he had, you know, the he was sitting down at the very like last chair on the bench and would get up, walk to, you know, where like Brad Underwood stands, talk to Brad, 
he was like talking to the refs, talking to Trent, talking to whoever. Um, he was visibly involved. And I, I think that's a lot about him and, and his character and what he can provide for even if, even if he can't play in the game. You know, everybody has to play their role, whether it's, you know, being on the, the bench and being a good teammate or, you know, if you're out there scoring 20 points and for him to do what what he did and and you know I don't I don't know what he's you know telling the guys in the timeout or but it, you could tell that um, he was trying to make an impact in that game and Brad Underwood talks a lot about it, about his basketball IQ and um, you know maybe he he just has a certain eye for things I know when you sit on the bench and you you watch a game it's different than when you're playing it and you see things differently so um, maybe good to have him there as kind of a their fourth coach of the day <laughs> yeah and we'll see if he can get back on the court at some point here they would love to have him back saturday against arizona in the biggest non-conference game of the season uh but give credit to illinois for really gutting through what about here missouri at, uh, yeah missouri. <laughs> uh, something like that but missouri <laughs> they're, just, they're just not good so i mean that that's part of it but uh, Plummer with 21. Trent Frazier, 3 for 5 from beyond the arc. Thought he really came into form tonight. 5 and 9 from the field uh, after a tough shooting night the other night. 18 points, 17 points, and 18 rebounds for Kofi Coburn, Marlene. I want to get back to the role identification here in just a moment, but I think the rebounding is astonishing. And Fran McCaffrey, I saw, said after the game that he's never seen this differential before in a game. 52 rebounds for Illinois. Just 23 for Iowa. That is astounding to think of that rebound margin that Illinois was able to come up with. Yeah. And and that is why they won the game. I mean, 18 rebounds, a new career high for Kofi, is just astonishing. Yeah. And when you think about it, too, I mean, Kofi pretty much single-handedly out-rebounded Iowa by himself. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Almost. Almost. I mean, Iowa had what maybe four more rebounds than Kofi did alone. Yep. Um, obviously he has the height five. playing to his five. Excuse me. He has uh, do, math here doing it in my head. That was yeah, math. That was a good guess. It was a good talk guess. For a living. <laughs> um, you know, obviously he has a height playing to his advantage, but um, you know, we were talking about oh, like it doesn't add up. The numbers don't add up. But I, I think clearly that's where it was for Illinois and, and how many more opportunities that they were able to get off um, those rebounds, especially on the offensive glass. I think it was 19 offensive rebounds, maybe somewhere in there. Yeah. 19 for Illinois, just nine for Iowa. Yeah. And, and those so, second chance points are just so big for giving Illinois possessions that they lost. I mean, Marley, think how many times they had the 10 second call. They couldn't get the ball over the half court. I mean, that had to be maddening for Illini fans you just sitting yep. there going, just get the ball across the court. And all of those offensive rebounds make up for those lost possessions in my eyes. Sure. But does it balance in with the turnovers? Like if Illinois is minimizing their turnovers and rebounding just as much as they were tonight, man, I, this is a dangerous team. Oh, they, I think they're already pretty good. But imagine what they could be. Um because I think that the rebounding helped offset a lot of what they, they weren't able to do well. And I think that's good that you kind of have maybe a, a crutch to lean on when certain things in the game aren't, aren't going right. And, you know, okay, we can rely on our rebounding. We can rely on our defense. We can rely on our free throw shooting. But imagine if all of those things can click at once. Oh, 
man. No doubt about <laughs> it. And this this wouldn't have been a game, Marley. I mean, it would have been another 20-point blowout had they cleaned up yeah. the turnovers. 18 turnovers tonight, still a major concern for Illinois in that sense. Iowa only had four, played a pretty clean game, all things considered from the turnover aspect of it. You know, with this rebounding domination, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, this, this would have not been a game by any means. And it, it's still a pretty big win for Illinois to go on the road and, and take care of business for the first time since 2017. First time in Brad Underwood's time here at Illinois. That also means the first time in Trent Frazier and Demonte Williams' time at Illinois. And, and that is uh, pretty noteworthy to be able to get that for done. For the first and, time for everybody thing. yeah, on their team. Exactly. Um, you know, pretty solid effort all around tonight. Certainly things to clean up, but they leave Iowa City happy uh, with a win. Marley, any final thoughts as we wrap up here from your time on the court observations that you saw and, and what Illinois was able to do tonight? You know, I think they are coming a little bit more into their identity. They're, um, you know, finding ways to win. I think now they're a little bit more of a, you know, back to full speed kind of team with the exception of Andre Curbelo and, and Austin Hutcherson, who I don't think um, saw any minutes tonight. I don't remember him playing. But um, I, I think with guys coming back and, and being healthy, you know, they're really um, starting to come into their own and, and create this identity um, here early in the season. So um, I'll be excited to see what they do um, for the rest of this non-conference schedule before they really get, you know, into the, the nitty-gritty of January, which is, you know, an absolute – gauntlet and um we'll see where they they go from there i know they're probably wanting to get back into that that top 25 and prove that they still can can be in the the national conversation so um should be a great couple weeks ahead as we close out the year yeah no doubt about it they still got a lot to prove austin hutcherson did not play tonight andre curbelo did not play tonight those are two guys that you obviously counted on before the season and, and thought you were going to get major contributions for. And as they come into their roles more, and the team talked about this after the game, that they're finally starting to get settled into a little bit of what that might look like. Into rotations, we saw Omar Payne only play one minute tonight. Boss Man's had some nice contributions in nine minutes, uh, grabbing three rebounds off the bench. But I think we're, we're settling into this seven, eight, nine-man rotation here of, of what this is going to be. For the rest of the season, and that's positive as they, you know, finish out the non-con, uh, allow some time for some guys, you know, who are not going to be in that rotation. You would hope against some lower-level opponents coming up here uh, with some games at the end of the month. But this is what this team is going to be, and you hope to add Andre Carbello. And the big question, Marley, will be when he comes back: How do they, you know, put him back into that, and and what does that transition look like? It's going to be a give sure. and take from both sides for Andre getting back into that and for him to feel comfortable and then also for the team. And I think they will change a little bit. They're going to run more pick and roll with Andre in there. You know, they've been running a lot mm -hmm. of sets here lately and that's going to be an adjustment whenever that happens and whenever that transition comes back and, and what we expect Corbello to come back at some point this season. Uh, but as of right now, this team's humming right along and they're playing really well. And that certainly deserves some credit for uh, an 87, 83 win on the road at Iowa and now 2-0, 7-2 overall in this season, heading into that big game on Saturday. Marley, that's going to do it for us. Thanks so much for your work tonight. She's got a, a live report on WCIA.com right now. She's also got a, a tape story on Alfonso Plummer and the Alana able to get the job done. Check all those out right now at WCIA. 
WCIA3andOne.com. For Marley, I'm Brett. Thanks so much for listening to the WCIA 3 and 1 podcast. We'll do it again Saturday after the Arizona game. Hope you enjoyed the game tonight from Iowa City, and we will talk to you again Saturday.